This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We got a girl hooked up with a coworker, a guy who thinks he let the one get away, and another guy whose girl has presented him an issue. Check it out, enjoy, share it with friends. Side Sam Bjork Lazar every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your question. I'll say it again. Let me say it every time. Let me say it one more time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It literally feathers my nuts. It's as if I'm I'm a, I'm in a car on a beautiful day. I rolled down the windows. I took my anus and I put it up against that little crack and I shoved my nuts in there. And I just let my nuts flop in the wind every time you send me a tweet, a DM, a Snapchat, anything, getting in touch, letting me know where you're listening, how you're listening, with who you're listening. I love seeing that. Keep spreading the word. That's the only way this thing keeps going is thanks to you, the listener. I'm the train. I'm the J train. You're that guy with the soot all over him, with the shovel, throwing coals in the fire. That's you. You're throwing coals every time you tweet about it, snap about it, tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, anyone with ears. We'll take them. And you know what you can do right now for me? Do me this favor. Do, do Papa JT, the King of Brunch, the Climax Czar, the uh, Omelet Overlord. Sultan of Swiping. Sultan of Swiping. <laughs> the Wizard of Weddings. Do do the Wizard of Weddings. Do wow a favor. Pause us right now. Take a screenshot of the podcast and post it as your Instagram story or your Snapchat story. That's an invasive way to tell everyone that follows you what you're doing and how much you're enjoying the show. Tag me. Tag a bitch. Tag a bitch. Tag a bitch. This week is the week of uh, uh, of new people on the show. I'm very excited to have uh, the last episode with Erica was fantastic, and you should all follow her at, at, at Sparica on Twitter and Instagram. I'm very excited about today's guest. So funny. Love watching him on stage. Jim Toos, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Dude, pleasure to have you. At Jim Toos. You got it. And uh, what's going on, buddy? Uh, nothing. I'm impressed with that scream. Right? You warned me. I did. I but- tell everyone. 
I mean, not even kidding. Like that's that's a real hard thing to sustain. Do you Listen, have you? Can you sing? We hashtag march to a minute. I used to sing in high school. Oh, okay, and I never really kept it going. I mean, now it's yeah. embarrassing to tell people because I can't sing. Well, if you could, if I could, I would. That's yeah. That's I would sit. I would stand up at parties like someone does with their guitar. Oh yeah. Can you imagine if someone did that with singing? How embarrassing that would be for that. Like with a guitar, <laughs> it looks ridiculous. <laughs> but if I just was like quiet, quiet down, stairway to heaven. Yeah. I'll do it. And they're like, "Where's your guitar?" No, no, no. I'm gonna sing it. I'm gonna hum the solo, <laughs> the uh, intro, and then sing the words that everybody knows. Yeah. Around the fire. Can you imagine being around a fire and one guy plays the guitar and then you go, "My turn." And then I just start singing a cappella on my own. I'm like a fucking loser that I would be. I mean, this is why singers, the singers, the one instrument, it's like comedy. Everyone thinks they can or everyone says they can, right. but they don't know until they try. Yeah, because they never see themselves do it. No. Watching yourself do comedy is, a, is, a, is, is, the ha is the worst part of this job. Right. Or hearing yourself sing, which, I mean, it's not part of comedy, but sure. that, that's, it's that's a similar. tough. It's a tough pill to swallow. And, yes, it is. And you have a podcast. This I kind do. of brings us into the topic of your podcast. And, yep. you know, listen, I, I always tell people, you listen to this show, this is this is a show to help you branch out. This isn't, you know, this is a way to find different cool things that maybe you wouldn't have had. Explain, your podcast is called Quitting Comedy. That's right. And way, explain the concept of this podcast. It's a, pretty, it's a pretty straightforward interview kind of thing, but I like to focus on like what comics would be doing if they weren't doing comedy or like sure. that because there's always everybody's kind of got that split in their life where they're mm. like well if i went to the right i would have finished med school if i went to the left to these open mics and you're like yeah. i kept going that route or like i'm i'm always fascinated with like when people have to take time off because you know like it it happens like life shit sure. will get in the way and then you gotta you have to uh, you know, not to think too hard on it, but you have to like contextualize, like, where, well, where does comedy come in? Like, how into this am I, or like, or yeah. any kind of art that somebody does? You know what the I mean? The people that stop and come back to it, it is interesting. Yeah, because they're like, oh, I needed this. It wasn't what I thought. It's kind of like a relationship, you right. know, where you're like, hey, this relationship is over, and then you come back, you're like, I'm. This is what was. It wasn't the thing I thought. Right. That I needed. Yeah. I needed this woman or man or comedy right or it changed in relation to who you become and at that point in your life yeah there's i don't know i just i like that play between like because i like i love people who are just completely obsessed with comedy and, and mm -hmm. they let it take them over completely but i also like to meet comics who are like oh no i'm actually a person i have other things going yeah, on <laughs> i'm actually a person and i do comedy <laughs> but i i do uh i think it's interesting for anyone listening to this podcast to listen to something like that because we have a lot of people that are College students, we have some high school students to listen, um, but now they're in college, and we have some post-grad people that are kind of like, what am I doing? Am yeah. I on the right path? And I, I think it doesn't have to be comedy. Like, you can listen to someone talk about the decisions they made to leave something or to start something new, and they can relate it to their own lives in the pursuits that they want to take. It doesn't have to be, it could be anything. Right, for sure. That's I think that's interesting. And also, also you guys, so go check out Jim's podcast, Quitting Comedy. It comes out every Tuesday at Jim Twos on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter and Instagram at Jim Twos. You can follow him. He's so funny. I love watching him on stage. He's going to be on Sketchfest in San Francisco this Saturday. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, so we're taping this on Monday. So you'll be there this whole weekend. Yeah. So that's uh, the end of this week. Yep. What's the uh, dates on that? 
Uh, 25th, 26th, 27th. There you go. So also going to be in Cleveland. We have some Cleveland people. Yeah. Cleveland people, February 20th through 26th. Yep. So go follow Jim Toos. 20th through the 25th, I believe. 20th through the 25th of February. So go on his social media, at Jim Toos. A couple announcements before we get to the emails. This podcast, we're doing a live podcast. Boston, February 7th, Laugh Boston. Go to laughboston.com to get tickets. New York City, Monday, February 26th. Go to ComedyCellar.com to get reservations for that. Those live podcasts have been unreal, okay? The energy is palpable. There's We do live Tinder Bumble makeovers. We take questions. We have special guests. We get a few guests. And we also, you know, it's just a good energetic event. It's like this podcast. We scream at you right, right away, and everyone pulls out their nuts and gets feathered. So get involved. Laughable. If you don't have the app, you're ridiculous. Go download Laughable. It's a good app. Uh, the voicemail. We're going to play a voicemail at the end of this podcast. Put it in your phone. 347-669-8252. 347-669-8252. This weekend, I'm going to be at Connecticut Valley Brewing Company this Saturday the 27th. I'm at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club uh, the 29th through the February the 4th. So that whole week leading up to the Super Bowl, I'll be at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club. Going to be in Aruba with our friend Aruba Ray, 212 to 15. Going to be at Side Splitters in Tampa the 10th of March. And Chicago is happening. Don't know the dates yet, but it's happening. So be on the lookout. Let's do some emails. You ready, baby? Yeah. Jim, happy to have you. We were talking about, do you like uh, rom-coms? Yeah. You do? I do. What's your favorite rom-com? Mm. I, I mean, love talking I, I dating. Say... I love like relationships. I love the talk of this stuff. So the rom-coms I, I th- find interesting because I like to think, dissect, you know, what's different and what's from reality. I mean, I, I I don't know. I, I want to say like, uh, you know, I mean, Annie Hall is a great movie. Okay, I know that's like a it's weird, weird to think of that as a rom com, but it is. It is. Uh, you know, all Woody Allen aside or whatever. I don't know how people feel about that. At no this one point. Care, cares. Nobody <laughs> cares. Um, I can promise you, the listeners here won't. You won't get okay. tweets about him being awful. I can promise you that. Um, the truth about cats and dogs is a solid one. Never saw it. I like that. Is one. it good? I like it. It's I just, it's one of those that like, if it's on. I'll watch it, or if my girlfriend decides to throw it on sure. just out of boredom, I'm like, all right, let's I'm go a, with I'm this. okay with this. Yeah, I'm not going to leave the room. I watched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days last night, and I, I made a video. I did it on my snaps or my Instagram stories, yeah. just like commentating on it, and we're putting the... It's probably already up by now. If this comes out Friday, we're going to put them all together as one <laughs> long video, dude watches right. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. Um, but the... I love that movie because women love How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. And Lisa Traeger, who we both know, is a little, and Lisa's a fan favorite of this podcast, she loves that movie so much. And I was watching it, and the lead character, Kate Hudson, her job is to lose a guy in 10 days, and his job is to make a girl fall in love with him in 10 days. And at the end of the movie, you know, she's doing all these things that she claims women do always do to men to drive them away. Right. That's her thing that she's writing for. And what you realize is that women love this movie because she's just doing the things they wish they could do without second guessing themselves. Right. I like, haven't seen it. So it, like she like and it, she's like always she's just the type of woman everyone wants to be. But you can't be because yeah, we all have anxieties. Like right. I can't be that 
person either. You know, like she's eating a burger and she doesn't take anything he says seriously. And she doesn't take anything to anything he says that's like sweet. She doesn't take it to heart. She never pull then he never pulls on her emotions. And then she does ridiculous things along the way to try and drive him away. But every time he comes back and he's like, But you're the most beautiful girl I've ever met. And then she's like, fuck this dude. And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, no one acts like that. I just love these movies. So I, I don't know if you guys are on Instagram at Jared Fried, it's probably up right now. Hooked up with my coworker and now I'm his therapist. Mm. You ever hooked up with a coworker? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, I have. How did it go? Well, my my girlfriend is my manager. That is a coworker. <laughs> so it's going all right. We've so been living together well. for five years. Is there ever any like uh, weirdness with that? Yeah, occasionally. But I we we like. I mean, we were like adults when we got together. So it was a little more like, all right, like we know we this is an obstacle. We dated first. You you knew it was coming as far yeah. as like this is something we're gonna have to deal with. And you were adults and talked it out. Right, and we we started dating like very. Like not, I guess formally. Is it like it wasn't? It wasn't like oh shit, we hooked up and now we got to deal with this. <laughs> you didn't wake up in bed with each other, right? And no. you were looking at her on Facebook, being like, "Oh, you're my manager." Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was like, uh, you know, we went on a couple of dates and talked and hung out and did all that stuff. So it was like, yeah, it was a, it's probably the healthiest relationship I've ever been in, hands okay. down. Hi, King of Brunch. So it can, it can work. It can work. Hi, King of Brunch. I started listening to your podcast ever since Nathan McIntosh was on. I've been binge listening back ever, back into August. Wow, thank you. I work a corporate job, so I'm plugging my num- plugging numbers in Excel. I listen to your hellos. Feather, feather, you're the best. It's a chick email, so cue the music. <laughs> on to my situation. I hooked up with one of my coworkers a month into my job. So a month into her job, he hooks, she hooks up with a, a coworker. I know, bad form. But we were both adults and quickly moved past the one-night situation with very minimal awkwardness. Good. We started talking more, and he started telling me his girl drama, i.e. he started with asking me where to take girls on dates, now tells me how his dates go, and asking me why these girls aren't working out. Well, uh, while I'm fine with talking about this kind of stuff with my other guy friends, it's very bizarre to me to have this with uh, someone I hooked up with, even if it was a one night, one time thing. Also, because we aren't really friends, so I can't be as honest as I normally am with someone I already have a good relationship with. He has a bunch of other friends at work, so it's not that he's lonely. So my question is, how do I kindly let him know that I'm not really interested in hearing about his dating life? Also, he'll occasionally message me random things and will ask me about plans for the weekend, but never wants to make a plan to do anything, which if he wants to be my friend would need to happen. This makes me think of breadcrumbing, but we talked about how neither of us was interested, so I'm not sure what the deal is. Thanks for the life advice. Uh, Can't wait to listen to you at the next, can't wait to see you at the next live podcast in NYC. Yeah, that's February 26th in at the Comedy Cellar. Go to ComedyCellar.com, get your reservations. Also, we're going to be in Boston. February 7th. Make those reservations at LaughBoston.com. What do you think? Uh, sounds to me like this guy is interested. Okay. It's the guy. She hooked up. To- she hooked up with a guy at work month in. Now they're right. like, what do and we now, do? And now he's talking to her about other girls, other girls that he's dating and sending her messages. What's up this weekend? Sure. Et cetera, et cetera. She went, but they had a talk and said, this isn't going to happen, mm. right? But maybe that was one of those like fake talks. Yeah, that's not a, that's only one person thinks is a fake talk. Sure, 
That's it. I think a little differently, but I understand what you're saying. Like in any other context, because they talked about, I think because of the work thing and because of the context of that uh, they've already said we're done, this is cool, and they weren't awkward. Think of she should think of herself as like she should think of herself as a as a a raft in the middle of a pool, and on the raft there's a glass of wine. Okay, he's trying to get off that raft without tipping over the glass of wine. So he's trying to be so nice and cool that it's almost being a dick. He's trying to make sure that he can get off of you while not pushing over that glass of wine. Right. So by talking about other dates and other girls, he's making sure he's so um, into himself because this is an ego uh, I thing. I see what you're saying. Where yeah. he's like, she could, she needs to know that. Sure, she said we don't want to hook up anymore, but I'm sure she's still she's still thinking thinking about, about it. me. <laughs> so she, her I, heart's broken. Heart's I should, broken. I should definitely message her, let her know everything's cool. Every time that he's he he, every time they come in contact, he's like. I feel bad. I'm gonna make her uh. want me again, <laughs> and it is like an ego thing. Like, and right, we're like, yeah, because we can both innately understand how stupid that is, but also how that's been us in other yeah, circumstances. I've, I've definitely been that guy. And where then, you're, and, and guys, what we do, we just want to make sure you walk away with a fine opinion of us, and to know at the same time, we still won't want, don't want to get it going. Right. So what he's doing is he's being so nice, not because he wants to go up. I think because he's like. I need her to know that we're cool instead of he can't just come up to you every time he sees you and go, are we cool? Are we cool? I don't want to fuck you. He can't do that. So instead of it, what he's doing is he's over going into and he's having a hard time with the fact that she's actually cool about. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. He she's doesn't know how to clear, handle this yeah, whole thing. She's very clearly like, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's and he's fine. Like, well, yeah, I know. But uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> no, actually, it's fine. No, no, we're fine. Yeah, yeah, we're cool. No, but I got all these women. Just but, remember, uh, <laughs> all these women, I'm fucking a lot. Like, it's, it's, he's probably not fucking at all. No. And he just, but he just wants to make sure this work situation is fine by doing it the dumbest way possible. Yeah. So I think she's got to like, I think it would be, if he brings up the other girls, just be like, listen, I, like, it's, it's tough predicament for her because even if she's like, listen, you don't have to bring up these other girls, he'll, he'll still be in his own head be like, Man, she really can't get over me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is crazy. It, it, do, it does put her in a in a bad position because she doesn't want to be like, "Look, dude, told you it's fine. Yeah. We don't have to do this again." Because that's hurting him too. Totally. You know? Like she didn't want to do that, but I don't know. I get. I don't know the, any here's, other way around. Here's that. the other way around. Just quit. It. Just quit and go get another job and uh, hey, start riding the rails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get on the hop a train. Middle of the country. I, I would say to her, here's what you do. Be cool at work. Be as cool as you've been being because you are being cool. Uh, stop answering his text. The text is like another level where you don't have to do that. You do have to be cool at work. So I would I would be cool at work, but like you don't need to have this outside work relationship that he keeps putting forth because he's just trying to make sure you guys are still cool. Yeah, set those boundaries. Set those boundaries. So be cool at work, out of work. Uh, yeah, I saw your text. And if he asks about yeah, I saw your text. We're not going to hang out. Yeah. It's cool. And if it gets to that point, and then you're like, yeah, why? we're, we're cool at work. Just leave it. Yeah. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at 
gmail.com. Here with Jim Twos at Jim Twos on Twitter and Instagram. Quitting Comedy is this podcast. We are sponsor people. Valentine, you can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll never, both never forget. I love, hey people, Valentine's Day is coming. Have you thought about this? You got a serious girlfriend. What are you going to do? Uh, our anniversary is the beginning of March, so we just usually do dinner on Valentine's Day and then save something special for That's what I would do. Afterwards. This is what I would do for Valentine's Day. You plan a dinner. Just plan a dinner. That's how easy it is to be a guy these days. Girls get wet off a plan. Just have a plan. Okay, and anyone listening to this right now, use this promo code to then spice it up. But don't tell your partner you're doing this. Okay, plan the dinner. Have someone plan a dinner. Plan a dinner together. I think that's a good thing because it's both your Valentine's Day is for both people. It always gets put on the dude. It's for both of us. Yeah, let's live in a post-feminist world. Yeah. Okay, plan the dinner together. Plan something fun. Get drunk. Have a good time. Now, if you're listening to this podcast. Go to adamandeve.com, okay? Our friends at adamandeve.com, through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about any item. Just go to adamandeve.com, and you'll find thousands of adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And there's more. With every order, you'll receive our romance kit free. Our romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something we know you'll both enjoy, plus a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. And that's not all. Oh, no. We'll also throw throw in free shipping on your entire order. Papa JT's giving you giving you free money. This is good, too, because you don't have to go. I did a show in a, in a toy sex toy shop sure. the other night. And I was like, man, they got a lot of cool stuff here. I sure would like to buy some of it, but I've got other stuff to do tonight, and I don't yeah. want to be walking around with a bag full of dildos. This is <laughs> that old so, predicament. Yep. The bag of dildos. And then I set it down at a show, and it gets stolen or kicked over, and I got to explain. And, and also, the issue with like trying to be pro-everything and getting involved in this fucking weird world of sex is like, you just don't want to have to go do it. You want it there for you. Right. You don't want to go to the store, look at that animal, that animal. You don't want to see these people. The other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those fucking gross degenerates, and you're one of them now. So this is the way to do it. So go to adamandeve.com today for the special Valentine's offer. Get 50% off one item, a free romance kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code JTRAIN at checkout. Okay, so use checkout J Train, J Train, J Train, J T R A I N. That's J Train at adamandeve.com, promo code J Train. Let me say this in advance. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I, don't even, you don't need, I know you're thanking me. Don't even do it. You're welcome. Oh, let's do a hypothetical. Hey, Jared. Would you, for a whole year, only be able to spend a maximum of two minutes in the bathroom at a time in exchange for an extra three weeks paid vacation? Wow. So if you go over two minutes at any point during the year, the deal is off. Definitely worth attempting, in my opinion. What do you think? So you can totally. only take a shit that's two minutes long. For a whole year. For a whole year, and you get three weeks of paid vacation. I'd 100% do it. 100%. I mean, I don't know if I would try I would really try. It'd be tough to do. It would be tough. Because, uh, you, you know, I mean, you hit those those moments where you're like, this one's going to take a little more work. 
I yeah, but two minutes is enough for any. Yeah, you get the bulk of it out in two. I mean, I'm in there. If, if any time I'm on longer than two, it's for me. I'm just doing it to get away from shit. Right. Because I just like a nice You're set. On Twitter, reading a book, whatever. Twitter, book, movie, Netflix. Yeah. What do you think, Shelby? Uh, no way. It's like no way. It's like prison. <laughs> Wait, what? You got to go go quick in prison because there's a dude right there. Okay, so we, you got to. So you're saying there's no way this is this would discomfort your life for three extra three weeks paid vacation. I'm not a vacation fan anyway. Not a big vacation. It's, a, okay. it's the money. The money. I I uh, I've never been to prison. But I did go through boot camp when I was in the Coast Guard. That's two months. I forgot about this. You were in the Coast Guard. Yeah. We have a lot of servicemen and women that listen to this podcast. So oh, nice. Thank you guys for your service you. and uh, and for listening. I can't. They're very involved with this show. That's awesome. What did? What was your best experience? Oh wait, but tell your story. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh no, you just it's like that. You got to shit real quick. They uh, make you shit quick. Well, they don't watch you, but you have like you. They don't. They kind of just don't let you out of their sight that easily. And yeah. if you go somewhere, if you're somewhere as a group in a class or a cafeteria, or whatever, a mess hall, excuse me, uh, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, sure, you get you, uh, you know, they know where you go, so it's yeah. like you can't you can't just go linger in the in the can for a while. You can't so you like gotta, take a newspaper, like if no, you had a newspaper no, no. under your alarm. I mean, it, which is it? It's crazy that that reference doesn't even make sense these days. No, like you I used to go to the bathroom. Your... Yeah, you put an iPad. If you took an iPad, threw it under your arm, you're like, right. "I'll be back." <laughs> They'd be like, right. "What the fuck is going on here?" No, not at, not in like basic training. Yeah, you know, like I mean, when you're like out, you live like. What'd a you human, do in the Coast Guard? I was a yeoman. What's a yeoman? So, well, the first seven months I was on a ship. So I was just like an E3. I was like a deckhand. Okay, you know? what is that? You're just swabbing. I mean, well, I didn't swab necessarily but like painting chipping like really steering you know doing watch okay look out whatever they call it i don't even remember anymore i got out in 2003 okay i'm 100, uh, <laughs> I'm 100. <laughs> um but then then i became a yeoman which is just like you know it's administrative work basically like personnel wow so i i did that so i could go to school at night and that's okay what i did i lived in cleveland and finished out my enlistment there and so you're doing on the college. lake you're doing boat stuff no i was in the i was in the district nine headquarters so i was like in a, a federal building but i'm saying like all the when coast I was on guarding ship. yeah the ship you were uh, on i the was lake? on a ship out of uh cape may on the, uh, on the new so, jersey yep so we would cape go like may. up and down the east coast wow it was pretty awesome what was it like on the ship it was weird why weird i mean it's just you know i mean it's what it's kind of like you have just have no reference i'm from a landlocked state like yeah. i don't even know how the hell i ended up well, I mean, the Steinbrenners, George Steinbrenner made his money from shipping on Cleveland. Yeah. At, at the, so I know that there's some form of, you know, trade going on on that lake. Well, I, I'm from Pennsylvania. Okay. So I, you know, I just like. I Why did I think you were from Cleveland? I started there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was bad in high school, middle everything. I was just a terrible student. So my my dad was basically like, you know, you got to do something that's sure. not college right now and uh kind of a good like, uh, but that's kind of like a, a a good move by your dad yeah i also think that they just did like i was i was the first person in my family to go to college so mm -hmm. like nobody was like nobody knew what to do with me mm -hmm. they're just like well we, you know uh, like uh, my dad was 
uh, in the Air Force. My grandfather was a Marine. Other grandfathers in the Navy. Like that was a thing. So there was trust in the system. There was trust in the system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, go join, get the GI Bill, and then figure your shit out. And that's what I did. It's just so but, interesting. The Coast Guard. It's like the, the the one you don't think of. No, I just knew. I was in the, like junior ROTC in high school. Sure. I don't know if you had that where you went, but we didn't. Okay. You we know had, what it is. We had Jews, so it wasn't going to happen. Okay. <laughs> we, had, we had a couple, but yeah. not a ton in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, so one of the my instructors were like Navy and Marine guys, but his brother was in the Coast Guard, and he cool. like came to speak to us one day, and I was just like, "Oh, this sounds awesome." He was yeah. just like, "It's like being a water cop or something." I don't know. It just seemed like <laughs> a water cop. It seemed. Uh, I'll tell you what the appeal was. It just seemed like you were helping. That was uh, my thing. Like instead of just being like, "Let's kill people," you were. Like, it's more of a preservation thing than a attack right. it's thing. Like, yeah, a little more humanitarian. I would think of it as like, "I'm going to Miami, baby." Well, you could do that. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I'd be like, Hawaii, Miami. I would start picking locales that, like, I would want to be one of the guys. Remember when, like, they made the Pearl Harbor, the movie? Yeah. And you, there's, before Pearl Harbor in the movie, you look at this lifestyle they're leading in Hawaii as, like, servicemen and women. You're like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? I got the cool haircut. Right. The clothes are picked out. We're going days off at the beach. Yep. Right? Yeah. Keep it in shape. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, I got like a guaranteed district when I got out of basic training, which sure. just meant I was going to stay in like Jersey, Philly area, whatever, okay. um, or Virginia too. But then after that, uh, out of A school, I got to pick where I was going to go next. And the, the choices were D Miami, D.C. <laughs> you chose Cape May, New Jersey. No, no, no. This oh. is after Cape May. Okay. Miami, D.C., Portland, and Cleveland. And uh, I was talking to somebody that had been in Miami. They were like, well, do you like to, like, party? And I'm like, <laughs> That's uh, a part of the whole thing. Not really. Like, yeah. I'm kind of a square. Like, I just, like, you know. And uh, they're like, well, don't go to Miami. Uh, I was like, all right. And they're like, DC is kind of weird. It's not fun. Uh, so, like, go to Portland. And I put Portland down. I'm like, fucking Portland, Oregon. Sure. It's be amazing. Goonies. Right. Um and then I and then I put that as my top list, and then they came the next day, and they were like, "Sorry, everybody, it was Portland, Maine." <laughs> I was like, oh. "I love Portland, Maine." Well, I'd never been there, and it seemed really cold and weird, so I was like, "No thanks." And no then I put vacation down land. I didn't. I didn't know anything. Portland, about Maine it. is a fantastic town. It's having like a huge revival now. Like people yeah. like go there. So where did you go? Cleveland. Cleveland. Because I had family there. Oh my god, that's an awful story. I know it was a terrible idea. I yeah. don't know what I was thinking. You could have been shucking clams in Maine. I could have had yeah. That, my buddy got stationed there. Uh, told you know I con contacted him like a couple months afterwards. I'm like, how's it going up there? He's like, it's great. I'm like, yeah. he's like, I just like I'm in this really small three dollar Dewey's. Like, yeah. You know, there's so many. I'm from Boston. We I used to go to Maine every summer. So oh, I, <laughs> you got like there's like a. A fun thing going on there. I, I'm in just one of the saddest yeah, cities yeah. in America. <laughs> like, where can I go? Hmm. Oh, I, I man. had a good time though. I ended up going to college there. Had a you know started to, comedy there. To get back to the question, I would do under two minute shits and take the extra three weeks. Yeah. If anyone was wondering. Sorry for that. Uh, <laughs> no, total I misdirection. It. I love it. I I just can't believe Cleveland. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Jim Twos at Jim Twos on Twitter and Instagram. The one that got away. You ever think about the one that got away? You ever have those thoughts? You I ever think have... about the one I got away from. What does that when... mean? <laughs> <laughs> Where I, I bailed on a 
serious relationship. Okay. Had you? What do you mean? It sounds like you just picked up your bag and disappeared oh, in, the, in the dark of night. Kind of. Uh, not in the dark of night. It wasn't that bad. Okay. I was engaged. This was in Cleveland. You were engaged in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the more we find out about you on this episode, the more you're like <laughs> the story gets d- deeper and deeper with every got, new new fact. You're like I got a lot uh, of layers, man. Yeah, you're, you're I'm like, quiet. People don't know. You're like Forrest Gump. Yep. <laughs> so you were engaged. Much. Yep. And then uh, I was like, oh, this ain't gonna work. You know, it's kind of you know you have those realizations. So we do a lot of dating and relationship questions right. on this podcast. How you know a lot of people are wondering how do I how do I know if it's the one? How do I know what I'm in is right? What made you? Was there one instance that made you say, "I'm gonna publicly embarrass myself and this woman by <laughs> not going through with the marriage"? Because that's what people are most afraid of it, when they yeah. get engaged. The reason bad marriages happen these days, especially with Instagram, Facebook, social media, all that stuff, is like you're under the pile of likes. Yeah. And, and maybe back then that wasn't the case. No, it wasn't. But what? But you might have had a clearer mind for why than maybe you would now. Well, I, I just it was one of those things where you're like you just getting a lot of little signs. Yeah. You know when things start to kind of degrade, and then uh, you know I was pursuing comedy heavily at the time, mm-hmm. and I was basically like, you know, it, it, you know, at some point New York or L.A. it's going to be one of those places. Sure. I had some stuff going in L.A. I was working for a production company mm-hmm. out there, and I would you know go out there like once a month or so mm-hmm. for two or three months. And I was like, all right, you know, momentum is building. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then it was clearly not exciting her as much as it was exciting me yeah and that like she's begrudgingly puts, going along with this whole yeah. idea of you doing comedy right like you just you feel like you're just waiting for somebody or you're you feel somebody waiting for you to kind of like give up on this idea sure sure and do whatever and then i'll tell you this is tr- true is kind of the the uh I guess the straw that broke handles back, whatever. I, I so this was a, a point where I was going to LA and I was in Philly the week before. Mm. So I was going, I was doing a week at Helium, Philly, and then going to LA to work on this uh, web series thing. I'm in Philly at Helium, featuring for Tom Wilson. Okay, Biff from Back to the Future. <laughs> he did comedy, dude. He's funny. Really? Yeah, it's surreal because you're like, I had Biff no from idea. Back to the future. Stand up. That's how he started, and he's like, he that's plays how he guitar. got that role. I mean, I don't know how I don't know how that transpired. I can't remember. But, but he must have been a but, good comedian. Got an agent, then got yeah. put on auditions for certain things, and that's yeah. the big role. Does he talk about I it think, on stage? Yeah, he does. Uh, I mean, he definitely addresses it. He's got a song where he sings like he answers all the questions that people always ask him. Awesome. To get that out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the sweetest guy in the world. Loves perform. You could tell he loves performing. I don't know if he still plays live, but um, he's Biff great. Tannen. So I'm I'm in the green room, right? And I'm like. Texting, Big guy, right? Huge guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm texting with. I love hearing about how how the size of men. <laughs> the <laughs> huge dick. Huge, huge dick. <laughs> Not even dick. I just want to know what what's uh, a frame. No, yeah, he's, no, he's a big dude. Because I'd imagine he'd be big. Okay. I'm texting with uh, friends about this, um, and like uh, other people that kind of know the situation, trying to figure some stuff out, and and he can kind of tell like something's going on. I mean, every because every he, and at the end of the week, he finally is like. Hey man, are you all right? Like every time I come back here, you look like your world's falling apart. Basically, he's, Biff Tannen he, said this too. He noticed that I was like not in 
Okay, great not, not doing great. Yeah, yeah. Like I was fine on stage. Yeah, like, you know, of course. But he knew something was on your mind. He knew something was on my mind. And for him to this is again a very Forrest Gump like story. I know. Okay, so he, I, I'm like, I'm not gonna bore you with the whole story. I'm basically listening. no. I'm saying this to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> basically, I am gonna bore you. Yeah, with bore the whole me story. with the story, but not Tom Wilson. I say. Basically, I got a, a fiance that just doesn't seem that into it when my career is going well, and it's really starting to bug me. Mm. And he goes, oh, I've had one of those before. <laughs> and he goes, you can't marry her. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> he's like, you don't got to break up, but I'm going to tell you right now. He's like, you can't get married yet. And then wow. I was like, all right. And then, uh, I mean, I mean, I talked to my family and close sure, friends about it, it just too. Biff. It wasn't it wasn't just Biff. Yeah, it wasn't like, well, that's settled. But <laughs> it'd be funny if it came up and it came up to you with with the mic, and he was like, "Hello, yeah, anybody McFly. in there? McFly, this isn't gonna work. Twos, <laughs> twos, anybody in there? Can't get married." <laughs> so I, I I was like, well. This is a guy who loves doing comedy and is not, he was not a miserable dude. Like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. If you, we've, I mean, if anyone, this isn't like a comedy podcast, we don't have like a lot okay. of like comedy nerds that listen. Okay. But the thing, the theme in comedy sometimes is you meet people that you're like, the sickness of it has taken over their bodies. Right. You meet a lot of people like that. And, and when you don't meet people like that, it's very refreshing. Yeah. Especially if they've had a, another career and then they're doing comedy. You know, sure. I mean, if you said that guy was a monster, you'd be like, well, of course he is. He yeah. <laughs> in those movies. And now he's headlining the small club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not small. He's had a so success and right. he's, he's happy with his life. He probably still makes great residuals. <laughs> yeah. He like paints, loves to play music. He's telling me I all mean, about his guitar. If you want to think about it, he made major dough. He yeah. had three movies that came out with it and then they did like cartoons and yeah. other shit this guy made and they, money and they play those movies all the time i it was on all weekend on hbo so i'm i'm, I'm thinking to myself i'm getting this this guy is talking to me that is not a curmudgeon it's also like this podcast people are like you know i always make fun of the fact that you're coming you're writing me like i don't know shit yeah but like he has no skin in this game no he's like he doesn't know you he doesn't know her but he's been through the scenario and he's like it's just not gonna go yeah he, I, yeah, and he was kind of just like, "Don't get married, you know, figure it out, like that kind of, that kind of." Uh, so you vague think, advice. So you think about this girl any time, like what life would have been like? Yeah, sometimes I we like we stopped talking after I went back and was like, "Hey, we got," because I did it real quick. It was not like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I was talking to Biff. Yeah, from back I didn't to the tell future. her that. <laughs> I still feel bad. I mean, I still feel bad about it sometimes. Sure. Where I'm like, I could have handled that a lot better. But how did you tell her? How'd you break it to her? I was just like, I, I was like, hey, we have to talk. We can't get married. It was very like, I don't know how to, I'm not good at like delicate stuff. Sure. <laughs> so I'm just like, I just went, you know. And what'd she so say? full robot. She was like. She freaked out. All of a sudden, like Christopher Lloyd's on the other line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, what's her name? it was Marty's mom's name. I can't remember. This uh, one writes, hello, Vati Vatican of Vag. Ooh, feather, feather, love the pod, onto my issue. During my sophomore year of college, I moved into my fraternity house. Shortly after, I met a girl. Oh, this is a dude email. Ooh, yeah. A dude email. Shortly after, I met a girl at my job who also happened to go to school with me. She was a 799. So we have a rating system here on the podcast. Area code method, face, body, personality. Oh, okay. So 
at, shortly after I met a girl at my job who also happened to go to the school with me, seven face, nine body, nine personality. She competes in the Miss America competition uh, and won our state for reference. Her Whoa. face is a seven. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> we had an immediate spark and began hooking up on a regular basis, even did a lot of boyfriend-girlfriend activities, but still didn't put a label on it. A month or two into all of this, and she asked me if we're going to make it official. I blew it off because, hey, I just moved into my frat house with all my brothers, and girls were practically being thrown at us. A year and a half later, she's now with another guy, and I can't stop thinking about her. I want to let her know how I feel, and I don't want to interfere with the current relationship, but would do it anyways. What's my move? Do I wait for a breakup, tell her how I feel now, or just do my best to forget her and find someone else? What do you think? Mm. It's a tough scenario. Um, do you have any thoughts? Wait, she did what? She bro- she she bailed on him? I was doing the math in my head with that 799 thing, and I got lost. <laughs> he, uh, they started hooking up. She wanted okay. more. He said no because he's just gotten just into moved the fraternity. To the frat house and now she gets another boyfriend. He's still thinking about her. Mm. I say you let it ride for a while. That I mean, at, just at that point, if you're you're going to be all over the place for quite some time. Sure, that's one of those scenarios. Like, yeah, this didn't work now, but we obviously got along. But we both got other experiences to have, so let's go have those. Maybe you know. If they're at, I mean, they're at the same school. Yeah. I mean, they're going to run into each other for the next several years. So you think don't let it go? I say let it go or just, you know, be cordial with her. But like, there's nothing good. Here's what he's looking at. He, and we do this a lot as guys is we have something, we give it up. And then we look back and say, oh, fuck, I gave up the best thing I ever could have had. And but you always forget about that initial reason that you gave something up. Yeah. You always forget about the one thing like you 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 had the Biff Tannen moment. Because that moment was so big, you felt it. You're like this is cuz it is a ridiculous story that you just told. <laughs> like yeah. the guy who played Biff Tannen looked at me and goes, yeah. "That marriage will never work." So anytime He's been to the future. He's been to the future and he's reporting mm-hmm. what's going to happen, but anytime that somebody that you might have a moment where you're lonely and you're thinking back to like what life would have been. You have this weird moment that like is like protruding. It it makes you, it's such a specific moment that it makes you remember. And this is my assumption of you is it makes you remember how you felt then, you know, like we forget how we felt because it's not big enough. You know, with this girl, he's like, there was a reason he didn't commit to her. She wasn't bigger than him with having these random chicks being thrown at him in a fraternity. A girl who won a Miss America region wasn't hot or fun enough for him for him to leave her for ghosts that don't exist. Right. So there had to have been some disconnect for him to not want it in that moment enough. Right. So don't bother her where she got what she needed, which was someone to be there for her and someone to invest in a relationship by you going up and being like, well, uh, I guess I changed my mind. I've been thinking. Yeah. yeah. Don't fuck up her life to maybe make your life better. And, no. and it's like, and, and try to take stock of the things you're thinking about. Are you thinking about your dick? Are you thinking about the time you had with each other? If it's the time, maybe take that to relate to new girls that you meet. And maybe the relationships that you're creating with new girls aren't great because you keep thinking about your dick. Right. Yeah, you're prioritizing the wrong shit from the get-go. Yeah. 
And the other thing too is like it's a learning moment is really right, what I'm saying. To, like, to totally. look at yourself and what you're looking for with future girls, not to mess up what she's got going. And it, and it's it's just like the, uh, the that first email. It's like an ego thing where you're like you're like, oh man, I hope she's all right. <laughs> but then you're, you're like, oh wow, she's yeah. really all right. She's oh. just fine. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to deal. You have to stomach that. Yeah, and let's say you break them up, and let's say you guys get together and you run away with each other. How deep are you in? If you don't, if you're not right. Yeah. Let's say because nine out of 10 people you meet aren't the one, the 10th one ends in divorce 50% of the time. Happy Valentine's Day. But <laughs> here's what I'm saying. You would have had to have hit a bullseye with this decision. Yeah. Let's say you got, she breaks up with this dude. You guys run away with each other. Oh, you're happy. This is a new future together. And then graduation time comes and you're going, yeah, we're about to graduate. How am I going to throw away all this pussy I'm about to get in the real world? Yeah. And it's like, dude, and then you're like, oh my God, I'm fucking stuck. You basically birthed a child together because now you have a commitment to another thing that isn't just you and her. Yeah. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Jim Twos at Jim Twos. Quitting Comedy is the podcast. Go listen to it. Go subscribe. It's on everything. Go, go download Laughable. Get involved. Let's do a, a hypothetical. Fuck, Mary, kill. Okay, do you, are you familiar with the game? Yeah. Ketchup, mayo, mustard. You're going to fuck one. You're going to marry one. So fuck it. You have it every now and again. Should we play our fuck, marry, kill? Oh, yeah, we got fuck, marry, kill music. Uh, Shelby came out swinging. He said, I got the fuck, marry, kill music. Then he just pressed the button. And I watched it not happen, and it was like a sneeze that never happened. You know when you're about to sneeze, and you're like, I feel it, I feel it. Oh, no, nothing. Hey, should we play the Fuck, Mary Kill music? Let's do it. That's the mattress. That's the marriage music. There's the death. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Shelby. What do you think? Ketchup, mayo, mustard. Fuck mustard. Wow. Wow. Marry ketchup. Wow. Kill mayo. Holy fucking shit. Now, you understand when you kill mayo, you're killing all mayo products. Aeolis. Fun sandwiches. Brunch time. Yeah. Dipping french fries in weird shit. You realize this, oh, right? Jesus. I'm just, I, listen, I'm not, I'm the messenger. Don't. No, I get, I know, you know, I don't know get what mad you're at saying. Me. I mean, this is a tough choice to make, but. the mo This is why we play the game. I got to say, you know, ketchup. This was sent to me by a girl on Instagram, and I wrote, send this in, and then she wrote, I'll make sure to listen. But, I mean, there's really only one answer. <laughs> I don't think there is one answer, but okay. What yeah, do you what was, did she say her answer? Didn't give it. I'm oh. actually now interested to find out. What do you, so you got? Uh, Mary Ketchup. Mary Ketchup. Fuck Mustard, Kill Mayo. Fuck Mustard. Shelby, any thoughts? Murder Ketchup. Murder Ketchup, okay. Mary Mustard. And fuck mayo. There's so many different kinds these days. I, I got to say I'm with Shelby on this one. See, I didn't think about the variety. I'm the, not thinking yeah. mayo. I'm thinking just straight up mayo. I'm like, I could go without that. But even when mayo fine. Listen, none of us are really, we're not fat animals, okay? We're not obese, 600-pound life people. We're not eating mayo every day. People who eat mayo every day, I mean, I don't even know where they live on this country, okay? They're, they're, they got to be, they, they can't be real people. 
But mayo, when it finds its way into your sandwiches, because, you know, that's aioli or however we get it in, you're like, oh my God, this might be the most delicious sandwich I've ever fucking had in my entire life. And it's because of how bad it is for you. Yeah. So that's why I would fuck mayo, because just for those times where I find Once finally have happiness. Yeah. Mustard, I'm marrying, because I love mustard, and it's also a, it's a healthier dipping option. For sure. It ketchup, I've never really been a ketchup guy. Um, on fries, of course. I mean, I love ketchup on fries, but, I, but I'll dip a fry, but I'll go fries without the ketchup sometimes just because I like it without. You know, I could do without. Yeah. So I'm killing ketchup. I watch 600 Pound Life, and I watch the most disgusting thing. It makes me gag every now and again. This woman was cooking from her bed because she couldn't get out of her bed, and she was getting the ketchup out of she had a ketchup bottle that was like almost done yeah she put water in it and like splashed it around oh no to get the ketchup out to put in the pan that she was cooking in from her bed and i gag every day thinking of this <sighs> j train well, i don't podcast. like i don't like ketchup that much <laughs> j train. i just grew up white trash so i put that, it on everything. i get it <laughs> j train podcast at gmail.com my, yeah my dad puts it on spaghetti ah oh. he's a spaghetti ketchup guy there's people like that out there Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Listen, we are sponsored again, people. I love this company because I, I, I like what they're doing. They are an old school, new school company. They saw what was going on in the market. They're like, we got to adjust. We're joining the millennials on the podcast because you hear about a lot of mattress companies out there. There's a ton. But the mattress firm is a fantastic option because they have actual stores near you you can go test out the mattresses. you can go look at them you go they got a good online they got a real company and they got all these guarantees that can help you get a better sleep so we've had the adam and eve read earlier with promo code j train so get your fuck tools and then bring them to the new bed get a bed maybe start with the bed we all know the importance of getting a good night's sleep, right? Well, guys and gals, let me tell you about Mattress Firm. Let's keep the ball rolling, rolling, shall we? Didn't need that. The base for my argument is simple. Your bed budget can go further when you're shopping in America's neighborhood mattress store. It's a true home run, and you'll have a ball. Oh, they're doing a little baseball thing. There are the head coaches when it comes to mattress expertise, but you know this. There are more than mattress experts. They have a game plan that helps you transform your mattress. This is the dumbest thing. I, listen, if you need a mattress, go to fucking, you'll use this, okay? Uh, they got headboard sheets, home decor. They got it all. They have everything, okay? I'm not going to do all the football references because I w- would want to murder myself. But go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast. Mattressfirm.com slash podcast. See what deals are happening as I read the sentence to you. They offer, here are the guarantees. 120 nights of sleep trial to ensure perfection and 120 night Low price guarantee, so you know you paid the perfect price. So what does that mean, the low price guarantee? That means if they find a better price, they can show it to them? Correct. That's, I mean, people. What the fuck are you doing? Talk about a one-two punch, a knockout, if you will. (laughs) Score big. They've gone from baseball to football (laughs) to boxing. Score with a perfect bed. Go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast. Mattressfirm.com slash podcast to get play-by-play. Now they're doing commentating? On how you can monumentally improve your sleep today and might tomorrow and tonight and tomorrow. So, hey, listen, people, stop screwing around. Go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast and make it happen. 
Let's do, uh, we're in voicemail time. Listen, Jim Twos, at Jim Twos on Twitter and Instagram. The podcast is called Quitting Comedy. It's going to be at Sketchfest this weekend. February 20th through 25th is in Cleveland. Here's the voicemail number, 347-669-8252. Shelby, let's hit it. Hey, Jay Train. Uh, my name's Matt. I've uh, been listening to the podcast for a few years now. Uh, my question is, Next week, I'm going to be moving to Texas. I have a long-term girlfriend right now. We've been together for about three and a half years, and she is going to be moving in March to Texas to be with me. And my question for you is, the other day, we were talking about it, and she said, do you think you would want to see other people for Uh the six weeks that we're apart? Which I thought was pretty surprising. We didn't really talk about it, but I'm wondering what you think might be her angle here, or (laughs) (laughs) or you know what what do you think could go good or bad from this situation? Just wondering if you have any input. Keep up the good work. It's all bad. You and Shelb and the guests can decipher this and talk about it. All right, thanks. It's a great. It's a great voicemail. Thank you. You can't uh, marry her. <laughs> Guy Jim Toos told me I can't marry her. <laughs> Three, four, seven. And he met Biff. Six, six, nine, eight, two, five, two. What would Biff tell him? What do you think? That's a real weird. After three and a half years, they were together. Three and, and a half years. And you're in a she, serious thing. She plans on moving to where you're moving. And so, and I do agree with the guy who called in. Thank you for calling in. That's a tough one to like, you know, to to have tough question to ask. I do think um, it's one or the other. It's it, it feels like a test almost, right? Yeah, but it's weird that she brought it up. And I mean, did, wait, did he say what he said? Was he like? Did he say that he said like no, I don't want to do that? Or I'm sure he said no. He didn't. He's just asking what he. He didn't say his stance on it. He oh, probably okay. if I as a guy, I'm pro, I'm positive. Like what I would do, I'd be like, oh come on, and then I would think about it. Like I would do whatever the right answer is. Right. And then I would think of what I really wanted. Right. When girls put you just... in this position, and a lot of girls listen to this podcast, like when they have the the should we be together talk, should we be this talk. And you always answer the best thing possible. And then you're like, okay, we're going to go back to the locker room and figure this shit out. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm sure he was like, why would I not want to be together? And then now he's like, wow, why would she bring that up out of the blue? That's a, it's a, such a weird thing to bring up. Especially, like, that's such a short time. It just In comparison like, to how long the relationship. Three and a half years, like, what are you going to do in six months? Like, are you try? are you, is it like a, I want to, I want this time to make sure that I know I want to be with you. So I'm going to, I'm going to bang a couple other people. It's, I, it's, 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 it's bad for both ways. It's one, I need to make sure. Yeah. Or it's two, which is equally bad. I need to make sure that you're sure. Yeah. So there's a lack of trust for him. And and so he needs to figure out what that is. That's that's I'm saying. Yeah, the, the even the question being raised is like what? That question raises more questions. That's a huge question. That's what, I mean. We so I would go to her. I I think he needs to go to her and be like, hey, we got to talk about that talk we had. Yeah, like why did you think <laughs> that this would be a good idea? Why did you think? And and also, hey, this is an opportunity for this dude for him. 
You need to need to assess two things. Were you happy she brought this up to give you the six weeks? Because this is the out. She's giving you the out. So if she was noticing something in this relationship where she was like, I kind of noticed that he's like a little checked out on us. And this is why I brought it out. You know that. Him, we don't know that for him, but he knows whether he feels that way or not. Right. So if you have, you need to have an honest conversation with yourself. Have I been checked out? Am I looking to have those six weeks? Is she giving me the opportunity? If that is not the case, you need to go to her and say, hey, I have never had thoughts of these six weeks being any type of break. You're moving to where I'm going. I need to know if you have questions about that. So either ring the bell or don't. You know, you have to either take the, you know, take the ship she gave you to leave on, or you need to ask her why she's building a ship. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was definitely like something that was brought that I feel like that was her way of bringing up some doubts she's had. On but, either, but we're on not, either side. Absolutely. Right? We're not sure where the doubts are. No, no, no. It's that, one of the like we don't know he's got to figure that out. Right. And he has to figure out if her doubts are in him wanting to be with her, he knows that. Right. Don't be don't play the fool. Because we all know when we're being not the boyfriend or fiance or husband that we should be. We yeah. all know. Yeah. So don't play that fool. But then you have to go back and be like, I, okay, yeah, you're right. Let's break up for those six weeks and it's over. You're not going to, she ain't moving. Yeah. Yeah, FYI. Yeah, how, that's what I, that's at that point I she's not moving. Like, yeah. No. But, or you need to ask, and if you had no thoughts, if you're like, no, I've been a good boyfriend. I've been like good to her. All I do is like, you know, we're a good relationship. I've never thought of this before. You need to go to her and be like, "Hey, are you not? Do you th- are you looking to see if there's better out there?" Yeah. And that's the how you need. And that's a tough. Listen, easy for us to talk about, hard for him to do. That's brutal. Sure is. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. You can send in voicemails three four seven six six nine eight two five two. Jim Tews, thank you for coming on. This is awesome. Such hope, a blast. I hope we helped. I think we helped America and Biff Tannen. You and I and Biff Tan, we all helped each other. Uh, At Jim Twos on Twitter and Instagram. Quitting comedy. I'm going to be on an episode. We're going to tape one right now. Yep. Now we're all warmed up. Now we're all warmed up. Go to Quitting Comedy on Instagram or on Snapchat. Uh, No, just on QuittingComedy.com is probably the easiest. Okay. Or or it's in iTunes. Laughable. You can find me. It's on It's going to be on my Laughable feed. So you go subscribe to Jim or me on Laughable. There. There it is. Shelby, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Shelby, get trudging through post-surgery blues. You got to do it for the J train. You did it, and we all appreciate it. So everyone go follow Shelby on social media, at Classic Shelby on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. That's it for us. I'm Jared Freed, at Jared Freed on Instagram. I'm doing some fun stuff on there, talking about movies and giving advice and just acting like a general idiot. So go follow at Jared Freed on Instagram. We'll be back next episode. Boom.